Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? I'm going to get in a lot of trouble here. You play to win the game. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. Bull says retarded. Come after me. They're comedians, they're sports fans, and all around degenerates. It's the Who's on First podcast with your hosts, Matt Marin and Anthony Passaretti. I'm a man. I'm 40. All right, here we are. Episode four. We got another guest. This is the Who's On First podcast. My name is Anthony Passaretti, and I'm always here with... Matt Marin. What's up? Not much. And our guest today is... Patrick Haggerty. What's up, guys? How you doing? What's Not up, Patrick? Much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. We already started uh, con- a con- slight continuation from our Hall of Fame debate last week with Patrick here now. Yeah. Oh, no. There's, yeah, I'm, I have a lot of... I'm, my Hall of Fame stances are always controversial. My ballot would be laughed at at 100% because mine is just 100%. I look at the names. I was like, do I have any fun memories of this person? And if I have a lot of them, my first inclination is like, yeah, I want yeah. their own wing. Well, I, you, well, this is also not statistically based in anything. Yeah. Well, one of the guys you mentioned uh, in our conversation was Andy Pettit. And I don't think, for one thing, he was a... He did steroids, so that was part, that's part of it. Oh, yeah, we didn't really bring that up at all yeah. too much. It kind of came up on a couple people. It came up well, on you Manny. Bring up, yeah, Manny, Clemens, Bonds, and you're going to talk, like, right. do you put steroid guys in? And Pettit was, uh, it was like HGH to recover from an injury. Yeah, right, right. So, which I think is different than Bonds. I agree with that, but right, right. Uh, but the also what's different is that there's some guys who were, who I, like a Bonds and Clemens fall into this category, who are so good that it's like, even if you take away whatever stat you want, take away uh, a third of that stat, they still make the Hall of Fame. You know, so, Barry, Bo- yeah. Barry Bonds could have not played the last six years of his career and he still would have been a Hall of Fame. So would you put in guys like Bonds and Clemens and then keep out maybe a Rafael Palmero, who uh, without the steroids may not have been a Hall of Fame? Yeah, right? I, I would have kept out Palmero, which is unfair. Uh, that, <laughs> that, I, that I had that stance. You keep Palmero in? I would, no, I would keep Palmero out. Because at the time, I didn't think that he was a Hall of Famer, even when he retired. Even with 500 homers, 3,000 hits? Right, it's not fair that I thought that. Why? <laughs> you, just <don't>, you just don't <laughs> like him. Why did you not think it then? Uh, just something about him. Because the mustache. It, it seemed like he It seemed like he wasn't a gr- it, He At the time, it didn't seem like he was great at anything. And, and at the time, and as it turned out, it was because people were taking drugs. But everyone was hitting 500 home runs back then, and it seemed like... 3,000 hits had lost some of its steam as well. Like yeah. it, it, it seemed like uh, – I, I remember at the time it being – I what, what were we, I was like 13 when, when he retired. Yeah. But at the time thinking, eh, he's not a Hall of Famer. He, he's he's <laughs> <laughs> he, But then, then, and then the steroid stuff came out, and I was like, oh, well, then he's definitely not one. Yeah, then there's the argument because some guys have gotten in now where it's like, well, if Harold Baines is a Hall of Famer, then this guy is. Yeah. Do but, you put more people in because of that or say, no, let's not – because one guy got in that maybe we think shouldn't have. I, yeah, I don't think yeah. Baines should. Have. Baines was the one last year, right? Yeah. Like who? who the got veterans in. committee. The veterans committee. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's it's just them. The veterans committee. I I like it in a way, but yeah. also in another way. It's like oh, they just put people people who were decided not to be hall of famers. Like I think that that's yeah. But there's some that. guys who've gotten into the veterans committee who make like Fred McGriff. I think will get in because yeah. of the committee one day, and he should be a hall of famer. Mm. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I I I don't just dis- I don't fully disagree. But remember Burt Blylevin? Yeah. When, when I was a huge supporter pur- supporter of Burt Blylevin getting into the Hall of Fame. His story of how he got in is insane because he was like on the ballot at like twenty percent. I think his third year of eligibility. He's in the teens, so he's not getting dropped off. But there's no way he's like getting in. And some guy made a website going through all like the sabermetric style stats of Burt Blylevin. He was one of the best strikeout pitchers ever. But wasn't seen as like one of the most dominant pitchers of his era necessarily. And when you look into his stats, it's, uh, I can't even, like, FIP, ERA, like mm-hmm. all these different sabermetrics top pitching stats, he's one of the most dominant pitchers in history. And okay. he ended up getting in based on, like, this momentum from the sabermetrics community. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I, I didn't know that, so so that definitely that affects uh, my thought thoughts on him. Yeah. But if you, look at his, if you look at his stats, like the stats that uh, – the other stats that you pay attention, like the wins yeah. and – and ERA and everything. So he had two like 280 wins, but it was over the course of like 28 years. Like yeah. he, he pitched for so long. Yeah. And and that's why and I remember, you know, I was 12 years old being like Burt Blylevin's got to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And that was back when it was it used to be 15 years that you were on the ballot. Yep. Now it's only 10 years that you're on the ballot, yeah. which is a huge 
different. So, yeah. so like you said, he was like 20% when he first started, and then it was incrementally going up at like 5% every year. So the, by the time he was on his 15th year, they thought, okay, yeah, like we, we remember that guy. Yeah, I think he was only like a kids. two-time All-Star, 120-win season, and uh, so he didn't have like the sexy stats that a right. lot of other – although Messina only had 121-year also, and he got in last yeah, year. Yeah, he – yeah, and I, I, I argue for him like he – he, uh, there was a period of time when he was at the Orioles, he was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, and, twenty years all in the AL East. Yeah, yeah. He he was like he was a dominating pitcher. He wasn't yeah. the best pitcher in baseball at any point because there was Pedro Martinez and Roger Clemens right. and Randy Johnson, but he was great. He was so good with, especially with the Orioles. He was great with the Orioles, and then with the Yankees, he had a few really good years, few pretty good years. You know, he kind of just he kept it going. You know, he yeah. wasn't good enough with the Orioles to make it off of those years. Right. But he was good enough with the, with the Orioles. Added on with what he did with the Yankees. Yeah. Then you got you got to give it to him. So yeah. I figure with Patrick here, Patrick, the diehard Yankees fan, gonna be a baseball heavy episode. But we wanted. I know. <laughs> surprise, we were, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but Anthony, you were telling me um, a couple of stories that the uh, basketball. The rule oh yeah. Changes. Oh, basketball is crazy right now. Well, first yeah. of all, it's getting to that point in basketball where like you start to know who's good and who's not yeah. good. Most of the East, not that great, yeah. <laughs> as it would turn out. Surprise, surprise again. Yeah, that's every uh, The right. Lakers are good again. Turns out shooting Space Jam must have been stressful. As yeah. soon as that wraps, <laughs> LeBron is back to being fantastic, which is all right. And he has another player. Like that's Yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. It's, yeah, it's definitely depth definitely helps him there. Right. Yeah. Uh, but what was, but you, the big news about pro- basketball yeah. right now is the league has proposed a couple pretty drastic rule changes to the way the whole regular season would work. They want to reduce the amount of games. They want to reduce the amount of teams automatically making the playoffs. They want to have a small play-in tournament for the last playoff spot, kind of like how baseball's been doing with the wild card games. Right. But the most interesting part is they're proposing a mid-season all-30 team tournament instead of their all-star break, which they didn't say if it would have implications into making the playoffs. I don't know how it could. I think the way you do it is you could just award teams wins in the win column the more they go in the tournament. So one team gets six bonus wins, two will get five, a bunch will get four, and you could have that towards the playoff just standings. Just a mid-season like, tournament with all the 30 teams. Yeah, just like uh, or kind of like how European soccer does it. Like how every often they're like, hey, you guys are playing for the this and this cup. Get excited. Like, oh, yeah, they would just like um, – yeah, like in college football, there's rivalry games that are right. for specific trophies. I don't know who how suge- you who suggested this. This is this is like the NBA itself is trying to negotiate right. this with the players union because they want they've been trying to overhaul the playoffs for a while. Having 16 teams just out and out make it and play those long series like that's kind of especially excessive. in basketball, the the first series are dull. It's you know, a joke, be, yeah. Because the the one versus the eight is is no fun. Mm-hmm. Whereas in hockey, an eight can beat a one. In yeah, the, absolutely. In the NBA, it just doesn't happen. It's yeah. happened every when it happens in the NBA. It's like insane that it yeah. happens. Yeah. Actually, so yeah, I made a mistake on the first episode we recorded. I was talking about how much uh, the Knicks have disappointed me my whole life, yep. and uh, so I mentioned how like even when I was a kid, the Knicks were a one seed and got upset by an eight seed. It was actually uh, the Knicks were an eight seed in 1999 and upset the Miami Heat, who were a one seed and made it to the finals as an eight seed and then lost in the finals to the Spurs. But I like revisionist history made the Knicks worse in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To do that, <laughs> but yeah, I remember that was uh, the Patrick. Year. It was the first year the Spurs won the title before they had like their mm-hmm. 15 years of dominance. It was against the Knicks, and the Knicks yeah. made the finals as an eight seed. But yeah. that's still very rare that happens in the NBA. Right? Well, yeah, that that was one of the few good things that happened to the Knicks in the past 30 years. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe yeah. the only thing. Right. Um, well, Carmelo Anthony was good. Uh, was yeah, speaking of the old back. Knicks, <laughs> Carmelo <laughs> drops 25 for the Portland Trailblazers, which I don't know if that says. That he should have been playing this whole time, or that Portland sucks, or that whoever yeah. they're like, yeah. he's a good well, scorer. Defense, he's not great on defense. I think, like, I was, I saw some stats the last like teams he played for in Oklahoma City when he was playing, he was like, the team did a lot worse because of how bad he was on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he and he did just have a month break, right? Uh, as compared to the other players in the NBA, so more than he, a, it was yeah, more, more than, than a month. Yeah, he's yeah, played yeah, in multiple well, seasons. He isn't. Yeah. Uh, he didn't play last year at all. In the beginning of the year, he was yeah, playing. Yeah, oh, but, so it's but been like, a year. you know, he's had a good amount of time off, and he's an older player. I remember like A Rod's best year towards the end of his career was 2015 when he had an entire season off. Uh, uh, so he comes that. back yeah. fresh, aren't? Yeah, yeah that comes man, back that's fresh. Probably, that's yeah. a nice way of saying it. he took the. He just had the season off. We're not going to say why he had <laughs> yeah, the season right, right. off. <laughs> he was suspended for steroids. Yeah. <laughs> 
Remember yeah. that interview when uh, he went on Mike Francesa, like right after the hearing? Oh, yeah. He like went from the hearing where I don't know if he got the suspension yet or not, but he just like stated his case and went directly from court to WFAN to give an interview to Mike Francesa. That's right. awful. Take calls. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> taking calls. That's absolutely what you should do. Take calls from sports fans while you're on trial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he at least had some kind of uh being real at that point. Like, he at least was angry. Now yeah. when I watch him on TV, he just seems like such a phony. I, yeah. I, I hate now him, him and David Ortiz are best friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's I, not I, that. When he's, like, by himself, he feels like a robot version of himself. He's, right. like, in all these suits. Didn't you tell me during the playoffs this year everyone, like, preferred him announcing the games or didn't prefer him? What happened there? Yeah, during this year's playoffs, there was a second broadcast on ESPN2 full of broadcasters that knew what they were talking about. It wasn't just... A-Rod and David Ortiz, half the time they're talking about people in the stands. They're talking about, like, their old playing career. John Smoltz is the worst about that. Like, the ex-players, I told during this year's playoffs, there was a point where John Smoltz, quote, said, if somebody tried to call their shot against me like Babe Ruth did, they wouldn't have gotten a swing. I would have ran in and fought them, even if it was Babe Ruth, which is one of the craziest things anyone's ever said. So if you like actually want to hear about the game, you could like switch to the analytics guys. Yeah, yeah and didn't you right. say everyone on Twitter was just like, we much prefer this to A-Rod? <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah. like, the, here are, you should switch. If you're streaming it, here's how to get the stream. Like They were get away from the ESPN. Yeah, I was watching, I guess it was the Dodgers, one of the Dodgers games, and they were talking about wh which, of the, which of the players – on the Dodgers had like a really had a horrible tragedy like his kid died did you hear about this I don't remember I don't know yeah, was yeah, it yeah. this season it was like in the past and, and he's still kind of but they were talking about it for like a half an inning and, and me and my dad are watching like oh my why are they talking about this <laughs> so like uh, yeah horrible yes but you, holy Christ you don't need to talk about this there was the game. um there was one I wish we had the clip for it but uh Vin Scully when he was announced for the Dodgers I forgot who the player was it was a player from like Venezuela and he just like goes on a tangent for like 30 seconds about Good thing he came to this country. Socialism destroyed that country. I don't know why people in America are trying to bring socialism back. It's ruined every place it's ever been. Anyway, it counts two and two. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's like an epidemic now. Like, I don't get why anyone yeah. is, like, talking about one thing and then feels the need to be like, if I, I'm going to say something political and everyone's going to be happy about Especially it. Especially during a broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, in baseball, I think more than any other sport, you have to, like, fill air. For like in sure, hockey, but... it's constant play-by-play. -play. Even in basketball, right. there's there's like whistles. And football, you have a little bit. Baseball, you have a lot of dead air. To fill. I just don't I, know. I think you have to fill air if you're not very good at calling baseball. That, that's that's the way I see. Because because like the Mets broadcasters are incredible. Uh, uh like wh who are the the Cohen? Is, is it still Ralph Kiner or is he done? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But the, but yeah. they're both their radio and their TV. Again, uh, the play-by-play -play guys. I have it if you want to hear it. What? Oh, you have the Vince uh, Scully clip. Yeah. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. Perez, 25 years old, originally drafted by the Tigers, lives in Venezuela. Boy, can you imagine you're a young kid playing in the United States, you're from Venezuela, and every time you look at the news, it's a nightmare. A butt attempt is missed. Runners were holding 0-2. Socialism failing to work as it always does, this time in Venezuela. You talk about giving everybody something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat. And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Anyway, 0-2. <laughs> That's I, Vince Scully's just been around for 50 years. He just knows he can just get away with saying anything he wants, I guess. Yeah. What's with that stupid, like, Jeopardy trivia at the end, though? Like, who cares who the richest person in Venezuela is? Yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> that was... Yeah, this... well, he's by himself, right, when he does this? When, I think he, so, he, yeah, he was obviously. <laughs> that was the yeah. last day he was by himself. Yeah. Yeah, they said yeah. that they were like, all right, we got to get somebody yeah, in there. somebody in there. Yeah. Um, so, all right, I wanted to talk about this also. I sent this to Anthony earlier. Um, so, uh, one hockey coach was fired this week. Another one, it was reported they were fired today, and then they weren't. Um, so Mike Babcock, who's uh, won a Stanley Cup with the Detroit Red Wings, is one of the winningest coaches in history, was on the Maple Leafs the last few years. And Toronto's kind of like the Yankees of the NHL, where they have all the media coverage on them. If they lose in the playoffs, it's a failure of a season. Mm -hmm. um, so he's fired. 
And uh, now all these stories are coming out about him being just a horrible person, even as a head coach. Like, former players are coming out. But um, it wasn't, it's not like how people think right away. It's not like he was racist right away. Like, it was, yeah. like, abusive, right? Like, he yeah. was Stanley Kubrick horrible, yeah, like, well, throwing people downstairs. Yeah. So one story came out with um, Mitch Marner, who's now a star for the Toronto Maple Leafs. In his rookie year, Mike Babcock sat him down in his office and wants to give a list of top, uh, from top to bottom, who on the team he feels giving the most to least effort. And he makes the list with himself at the bottom, figuring he's trying to get me to motivate myself and I need to improve. And then Mike Babcock goes to the players that he listed towards the bottom and tells them. Huh. And But the players didn't, like, get mad at him. They were, like, more mad at the coach for doing that. So it ended up – it was, like, a rough spot for him, and he felt, like, horrible about it. The player? Yeah. yeah. But, that, uh, that sounds like a coach move, though. That sounds like – Something yeah. that like all coaches would be like, oh, that's such a great strategy. Really? To get him. No, that sounds like cla- so then, yeah, classic go- coach nonsense. I'm not saying it's good. Tell, I'm but saying- to go and tell people when someone does that, even just to do it, I, yeah. well, What's the benefit? You know? Yeah. Oh, so, it's not positive. Watching, but I, like I, my football coaches in high school, if if you told all any of them, all ten of them or whatever, they would all think that's the most badass story. Like yeah. what a, what a way to get your guys back on the under the fire. Yeah, that's one hundred percent coach bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was also Mike Madonna, who had been in the league for like twenty years, was at fourteen hundred ninety nine games on his career, one game away from fifteen hundred, which was a huge milestone. And Babcock benched him his last game of the season. Uh, I don't know what the behind the scenes, but he didn't get it. It w- it had no implications. He just didn't play. Oh, him. if it's just a fuck you, that sucks. But yeah. it, it, there has to be some. You, you couldn't have just been like, I hate your it goals. Ha- yeah. <laughs> like, um. So Mike Commodore was a defenseman in the league. Tweeted as soon as the news broke, the Babcock got fired. Folks, I've been dreaming about this moment for years. Uh, hey, Mike Babcock, the entire Maple Leafs organization has had it with you. The players in the entire front office are sick of your arrogance. Pack your shit and beat it, you piece of shit. Hey, Mike Babcock, simply put your team and players quit on you because you're a terrible human being. You're an average coach with an oversized ego. You finally got exactly what you deserved, you selfish prick. The hockey world is ecstatic. Yeah. And other players came out defending Mike Commodore, saying, no, this is what everyone in the league kind of says about Mike Babcock. Mm. Well, yeah, if you're going to be a big dickhead to everybody, you can't, like, expect them to care when you get fired. Yeah, but um, but he's also won almost everywhere he's gone. So there's been talk of him yeah. probably getting picked up within the next year or two. He'll yeah. probably get a job. I mean, it's, if you win, then you he wouldn't be... People wouldn't be giving him a hard time if he was still winning. Yeah, if if he had been winning mm-hmm. with the Maple Leafs. Well, so yeah, he yeah, if he had been winning with the Maple Leafs, probably not. He when he won with the Red Wings, he took over a team that was already good. Um, but before that, he got the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, and they had never been there before. So it's I don't know. Yeah, it, you can get it works away in with its it. own way. You know, yeah, it, it depends on the player. I mean, these are. These are professional athletes. Sometimes you need to kick them in the ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fun fallout that came from this now where another coach may get fired. Akeem Alou, another former NHL player, tweeted like an hour or so after the firing. Not surprising here about these things about Babcock. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. His protege in the minors dropped the N-bomb several times towards me in the dressing room in my rookie year because he didn't like my choice of music. <laughs> And uh, and then uh, sent a letter to the said he sent a letter to the other GM to have him demoted, <laughs> um, and so now there's an investigation going on. To the, it, it was basically context clues. It was the Calgary Flames coach Bill Peters. It was the only coach he had in the minors at that time that he was saying. Mm. So now there's an investigation going on there. And earlier today they announced that he was fired because he just wasn't at practice. And like an hour later, like oh actually the, the GM said they haven't fired him. There's still ongoing investigation. <laughs> So many of these, every time one of these stories comes out, you hear like, oh, we're launching an investigation. At what point, like, what do you, how do you investigate something? Like, do you just sit down, everyone that's in the room, like, you think that guy said it? Yeah. And they're all like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, cool, investigation over. Like, what, unless there was a recording, what the yeah. fuck do you investigate? Yeah. I mean, yeah, when, uh, same thing with the uh, with the sign stealing in baseball. I guess there's more of an investigation where they're actually watching game tape. Well, th- that investigation, obviously they're investigating something because they found the sign stealing because it was all about yelling at the reporters in the beginning, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, that was. With Brandon Taubman yelling at the reporters bragging about having Osuna on his yeah. team. They, they <laughs> found that's, other that's shit. That's a story. They found other shit in his email though when they were like going through like yeah when they were investigating him about that they found stuff in his emails about the sign stealing and that's how this whole thing broke if he just wasn't a sexist douchebag they would have never found it oh wow yeah once all the dominoes started falling there it was a couple different things there was mike fears there was 
the investigation. Yeah. Plus, everyone had kind of been suspicious. The Yankees yeah. asked about the whistling. Asked. <laughs> no, they were screaming at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they, yeah, I mean, they were doing it for years at, at this point, and everybody yeah. kept uh, accusing them of doing it. And then, uh, and as it turns out, they were, yeah, they were using technology to steal signs. I mean, yeah. That's, that's pretty bad. And it's, you're, it's so you're a big rec league softball player, right? Huge. Is there sign stealing in softball? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. You're There's, standing on second like he's going to arc it. Like yeah, it's yeah, gonna, yeah, it's right. coming in. Well, well uh, th- th- there are some players who are way too into it. Like they'll have – I remember there was one game. We played a team in like the – early in the playoffs, we beat them, and we played them again in the championship because it was a double elimination thing. And they had – uh, scouting reports on us. They they had little cards like they do in the majors that they have in their hats uh, of where we hit the ball. You know, for slow pitch softball. They, they had, <laughs> did you did you crazy. play baseball growing up? Uh, a little bit. Uh, not not for not not for my high school, but I yeah. played during high school. I played for the uh, local league. Okay, what's Ruth. was it? Baseball was the only sport you played growing up. No, I I wrestled in high school. I was a JV soccer and uh, sophomore year. Yeah. I, uh, through javelin, yeah, I, I nice. kind of, I just kind of just went for everything, and, yeah. and then when I was in elementary school, I played all the other sports that I didn't just mention, plus yeah. the sports I did mention. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're a big football fan too. You're a big Giants fan. I'm a huge Giants fan. I'm actually getting into the Jets right now because they actually have a chance to make the playoffs. So. Real? Oh, I, maybe do, do technically they, <laughs> they beat the Raiders this week, but well, I don't think they actually have a chance of making the playoffs. They have a decent chance because their next two games are against the Bengals and the Dolphins. So I, they're so they're fo- so they're four and <laughs> so they're four and seven. Uh, so if, so they're probably going to win the next two games, which puts them at six and seven. And the prob- whoever the sixth seed is going to be, the sixth seed right now is three teams tied for the sixth seed, and they're all six and five. So the Jets are only two games back of a wild, yeah. of a wild card. But spot. the Cleveland Browns are five and six and have that's like the one N- of the, they the have NF- one of the easiest schedules. Right. That's the, the N- yeah the NFC. I don't know. I haven't looked at that. I'm actually like I'm trying to get into because I. Really like watching football, but the Giants are unwatchable. Yeah, it's so bad. They're t- I do watch them every week just because. What else am I gonna do? Yeah. But uh, but I the Jets are actually they at least they're four. If the Giants, I'll tell you this: if the Giants were four and seven, I would be all in. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would be like, they're gonna make it. They're gonna do it. Well, as, far, I, as far as the AFC goes this year, I it's Ravens Patriots is such a likely matchup at this point. Yeah. I mean, potentially the Chiefs have enough talent that if they go on a run. Towards yeah. the end of the season, they could do something. I know Jackson's so much fun to watch. Like Lamar it, Jackson. Oh, yeah. oh, that last night, the what forty-five to six against the Rams. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They should have thrown the towel after the halftime. It yeah. was it was ridiculous. He's he he is built in a way that no football player has been built before. He, he looks like so a fast. what does he look? He looks like a good tight end, and, and yeah, he's, and he's playing quarterback. That was kind of like what Vince Young was like, but he never yeah. really like everything didn't connect when he got to the NFL. But Vince, he's like a Vince Young. Really hit when he was. I mean, I don't know. I'm a big defender of Vince Young. Him and Jeff Fisher never got along, and then Vince Young had like emotional issues. If he had a coach who wanted him, I feel like he probably could have done better. Of course, yeah. Well, the coaching is so important in football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so. yeah. I've wondered how many quarterbacks or football players in general like that ended up being bust or not being set. Like Tom Brady, sixth round pick, ends up with the Patriots and Belichick. Uh-huh. How many mm-hmm. other sixth or seventh round picks could have been an amazing quarterback if they were just in a perfect system for them? Yeah. yeah. I bet a lot of sixth, seventh round picks think that too. They're like, I'm oh, sure, I'm, yeah. I was amazing. I had a shit coach. If only the Patriots drafted me. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, who do you guys think is Super Bowl matchups this year? We're getting close to uh, playoff time. Like right now, who do you think? Jets-Browns. Uh, Jets, Jets, double <laughs> AFC, both, yeah. double AFC. Double yeah, AFC. They're going to oh, make a rule change by the playoffs, and they're going to yeah. make it two AFC teams. First yeah. one, Jets, Browns, though. Yeah, I'm feeling. I think there might be a, a, a Niners Ravens rematch. Yeah, Super that's. Bowl. I mean, it's hard to pick against the Niners in the NFC right now. Right, um, but the, the Seahawks are great. I mean, yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. that division is insane. Yeah. yeah. By the way, it's, the Rams uh, yeah. are in third place, and it's <laughs> hard to it's hard to pick anyone outside of the Patriots. It's not fair that the NFC East even exists when that <laughs> they should just get all three spots from over there. Yeah. Yeah. nobody from the East deserves it right now. The, the NFC East is so bad. I was looking at the division records yeah. yesterday, and it's so bad. It's, like it, the yeah. the next worst one is like the Chargers division, AFC West, yeah, the AFC West. 
and it's not even close. Like they're the yeah. second worst division. It's in the football. Cowboys and the Eagles uh, are a battle for who's going to be the least worst. Of who's going to be nine? The nine and seven division win. Yeah, like, that's what it's going to be. And, and they was, could well, win it all. Yeah, no, the I'm, Giants won yeah. a Super Bowl doing pretty much exactly I that. Was, just I was game. watching the Cowboys game on uh, on Sunday. It was Cowboys Patriots. It was thirteen to nine Patriots at halftime. I turned it off and put on Netflix and watched Miracle. The movie oh. about the nineteen eighty Miracle on ice. I'm watching Miracle right now. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, I like turned. <laughs> the Cowboys game at halftime like I want to be happy right now <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah it's uh I don't know I could it's like it looks like 49ers or Seahawks but yeah there's teams that just go on a good run mm-hmm. like the Vikings or Packers could have a good run in the playoffs or the Saints the, the day yeah. a Minnesota sports team wins a championship I don't see Vikings yeah when it and this is really just I think Minnesota's cursed I, I yeah, couldn't tell Timberwolves, you. I nothing. couldn't use statistics to tell you why the Vikings are screwed, but I can pretty confidently tell you why they, are they cursed. I don't know. Look at everything that's ever happened in Minnesota sports. <laughs> When's the last time something good happened to them? They're known the for twins, collapsing. Twins won a World Series in '91. Cool. Kirby I wasn't born. Yeah. <laughs> in, in my, in my <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. They yeah. have not been. And the Twins are generally a playoff team. It's just they keep playing the Yankees. Yeah, the Vikings have had some good seasons in recent memory. The uh, the Favre got them to the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game too. Yeah. And then the Stefan Diggs touchdown that was great. Oh my god! They immediately yeah. blew it though. Yeah, <laughs> like a week the later, one, the Marcus Williams, the defender who just went to hit Diggs and just missed him yeah. on that. I, I yeah. would root for the Vikings. Like that's yeah. kind of where I think why I have no confidence in them because outside of the Yankees. <laughs> And then I guess the Giants got lucky. My my allegiance is not usually good for sports teams. I like UCLA basketball. I haven't okay. been good since I was yeah. negative 10. You like you, how do you get into UCLA basketball? Uh, I loved movies as a kid, and I used to tell people when I was like six, seven years old, like, oh, I'm going to go to UCLA and make movies. And then someone gave me like a sweatshirt with a cool bear on it. And that kinda, <laughs> <laughs> Are you into college sports really, Patrick? Uh, I get into the, uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah, usually, but and and there have been some years where I've gotten really hard into it. Yeah, yeah. There's um. So actually, right do you now, have a team? yeah. Do, uh, yeah. I guess Duke. Uh, but like number I, one. What <laughs> number one right now? Yeah, yeah. My my brother won uh like a big big pool uh, off of Duke. Mm. He won like seventeen thousand dollars off shit. of Duke uh, one year. And yeah, so so that's always been one of the teams. But oh, I, I um, Nova. It, I, I like rooting for them. My I, mother I, and sister are Nova graduates. My sister was yeah. there for. Both of their recent national. I'm so jealous. The yeah. one uh, against yeah. North Carolina. Both. Of, she was there in. Uh, that was the most ins- one of the most insane sports games I've ever seen. The national championship: Villanova versus North Carolina. North Carolina's mm-hmm. like, and they were down by three, and they hit a miraculous three pointer with like two seconds left, and then Nova hits a three pointer back on the other end. I don't think any team was up by more than eight points the entire game. It, it was back and forth the entire time. Well, that game is also significant because isn't that where the uh, Michael Jordan cried? <laughs> I Isn't that so. the birth of the crying Jordan? Oh, game? that may be. Yeah, the NCAA tournament. The, that that Nova game uh, with the uh, North. Uh, Isn't that where the the lone tear? Wasn't that the, the buzzer uh, beater? Crying Jordan. That may have come from there. That's possible. It was oh, like man. 2014. It would have been from a North Carolina game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was uh, Chris Jenkins was the name of the guy in Villanova. It's like crazy. The college basketball players, they're celebrities forever because they're college accomplishments, and then never did anything afterwards. Well, I think he's playing in like NBA Europe now. Speaking right. of fandom, because of the friggin' tournament. My mother, sister, and my father went to Rutgers, but they never do anything. They're all big Nova fans. And when it was them for versus Kansas yeah. for the final, if Kansas had won, I would have won a good deal of money from <laughs> a March Madness thing. So I'm in my house surrounded by Villanova fans. And I don't know if you remember that game. There was not one second it looked like Kansas had a chance. Yeah. Nova comes out, hits like 12 threes in the first half. They're down by 30 at halftime. And all I, I just, everyone's, and I'm just like, I could have had so much money. I was so upset. And I yeah. am Ooh. trying not to dislike Villanova, but it's tough. because yeah, <laughs> your whole family that, likes them that and they paid, lost money. Yep, that paycheck. But yeah, it. actually, so there's a couple of college athletes now serving suspensions. I think one of them is just up now, but Chase Young for Ohio State, who's now maybe the number one overall pick since Tua got injured. Uh, in the draft next year, but he's one of the top defensive ends in the league uh, in, in all of college football. And last year, during the bowl game, a family friend gave him, uh, loaned him money so he could have his gr- for a flight so his girlfriend could fly in to watch him play. 
but that family friend is like seen as a booster for the school. So that's basically accepting payment for playing college athlete, playing college oh, sports. That's so lame. So he's suspended two games for taking money so his girlfriend could watch him play football. <laughs> I saw someone once on Twitter just be like, I don't understand if you thought like one of the players on a team you were about to play is great. Just like Venmo them a hundred bucks and then report it to the NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have yeah. to like play them next week. Yeah. Like, the other one is uh, James Wiseman for University of Memphis, who may be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft next year. His coach now is Penny Hardaway at the University of Memphis. Two years ago, he was a high school basketball player in Tennessee and Penny Hardaway was coach of a high school basketball team in Memphis. And, James Wiseman wanted to go and play for Penny Hardaway's high school team, and Penny Hardaway loaned the family like ten thousand dollars for mo- to help them move. And now, two years later, he's playing at his college. And it's like, well, that's basically you're now his college coach, and you loaned him money two years ago, and he's suspended. It was going to be for maybe like ineligible to play indefinitely. I think now it's like twelve games. They were appealing it, uh, but yeah, it's well. We do we still have Dave? Do we still have the clip from uh, last week that I sent you? The Tim Tebow one? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there was a clip of um, Tim Tebow defending college athletes not getting paid because they had the ruling now where you can use your likeness. Uh, the California court said you're allowed to use your likeness to get paid, but only in ways that are approved by the NCAA. So it's still a weird... They still probably can't, but uh, right. I mean, I, yeah. as long, I feel like as long as you can advertise, then that then I would be okay with it. Yeah, but you're not able to make the money yourself. Like you can't sell your own autograph. Terrell Pryor for Ohio State a few years ago um, would uh, get tattoos from like a local tattoo artist for free, and he was suspended and got like in trouble, like sanctioned because of NCAA violations for that. Yeah. There's no good reason for it other yeah. than just old greedy assholes. Yeah. Reggie Bush, like, it's 100% Reggie, it. Yeah. There Reg- is no good reason why someone couldn't make money off their own. Yeah, it's like, like, okay, I get not wanting to bring in agents and contracts for college athletes and make it like completely professional, but you know, you can sell your own autograph. That's, make money from your jerseys being sold. What right. is more American commercial. than that? Yeah, yeah. You know? especially like like yeah, there and and you think oh well, will that really affect everybody? Yeah, because some dude who's just like a really good player for his D two football team could be on a commercial uh, in bum whatever you know like bum wherever you know like like he could uh, yeah, it's I don't like know, the new Applebee's to, opens. Yeah, yeah. He's like out there right. with the scissors. Yeah, like, exactly, and he could make a thousand dollars off of it. Yeah. Like, well, like, you know, like that would really help a lot of these kids. They used to have the uh, college football video game, which was insane how they would do it, where it would be like. Texas Longhorns quarterback is QB number 10, 6'5", 230 pounds. All of his stats are Vince Young, but he's not named Vince Young. His name is QB number 10. Yeah, it's yeah. it's insane. Mm. And um, it, should, it should be fair. Like, yeah. I'm not saying they need to pay every single one of the players. That would be nice considering how much money they're making, but it yeah. seems fair. Like, if someone's more famous than someone else, they're allowed to go be in an Adidas ad. And right. that's not – like, why should the school – be upset about that or just be like that one guy's making money and the other one like who cares it's yeah. it's so rooted but in they'll greed. All, they would all make money if you yeah. were if you were a backup receiver on your team and like and you you would still be this you would still be the most famous person in your town still go hang out time. at a steakhouse yeah. and make, do yeah. autographs exactly. so right. radio the station side, appearances yeah. for all. the other side of the argument we have a clip tim tebow was defending college athletes not getting paid I feel like I, I have a little credibility and knowledge about this because when I was at the when I was at the University of Florida, I think my jersey was one of the top selling jerseys around the world. Uh, it was like Kobe, LeBron, and then I was right behind them, and I didn't make a dollar from it. But nor did I want to because I knew going into college what 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 it um, what it was all about. I knew going to Florida, my dream school, where I wanted to go, the passion for it, and if I could support my team, support my college, support my university, that's what it's all about. But now we're changing it from us from we from my university from being an alumni where i care which makes college football and college sports special to then okay it's not about us it's not about we it's just about me and yes i know we live in a selfish culture where it's all about us but we're just adding and piling it onto that where it changes what's special about college football we turn it into the nfl where who has the most money that's where you go that's why people are more passionate about college sports than they are about nfl that's why the the the, um, the stadiums are bigger in college than they are 
in the NFL because it's about your team. It's about your university. It's about where my family wanted to go. It's about where my grandfather had a dream of seeing Florida win an SEC championship. And you're taking that away so that young kids can earn a dollar. And that's just not where I feel like college football needs to go. That's fair, There's man. that opportunity in the NFL, that's but fair. not in college football. <laughs> okay, what a child. I was just going to say, that sounded like you. you if you asked a five-year-old, hey, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> Uh, f football is uh, is 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 about money. That oh was God. one sentence. Yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. thing he just said. He didn't. I loved it. Right. If you look here in the middle of it, there's one guy in the back that's just like Tim. And yeah, he, yeah, he right, just right, right, steamrolls right. right over. It, him. it was is all. It's also coming from somebody who is like massively famous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, who is always going to be famous. Who is always going to make money doing whatever he was going to do after after yeah. college. Talk to Maurice well, Claret about this. Yeah, yeah, he's just sitting around like waiting for the check to clear. Basically, like he 100. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was, was going gonna, to become. He was going to make the. He was going to get into the NFL. He was going to be very popular. Uh, even though he sucked uh, in the NFL. Even though he sucked in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he, he was said it himself. His jersey sold more than anybody. He right, knew he'd be fine. And he didn't want to make any money for that. Yeah, if you were, if well, if you're a guy who busted or broke towards ACL and couldn't play in the NFL, I think you'd want money from the jerseys you sold. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. I don't understand why. A co like there was, there's so much in there that just. Does it, well, I mean, there's like, there is a long history I, of um, amateur athletics where, like, even in, like, the early 1900s when the Olympics first came around, there were hockey players who played in the Olympics who, when they started being pro hockey teams, didn't play because they felt like that wasn't what sports was about. Like, the term amateur comes from, like, the French term, like, amour, like, doing it for the love of the game. So the idea of doing it for money seemed like selling out to a lot of them. So when pro sports teams would come around, they would be like, no, play, uh, like, we do this because we love it and not for that. But then eventually it was just like, everyone's like. Those people could... died of hunger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... But yeah, there going. is, uh, there is like a long history. But yeah, it's, yeah. If you bring in like agents and contracts and, uh guys uh, leaving in free agency in college, I do think you would have people less passionate about college football, but you don't have to do that to get someone paid for their own jersey sales. Yeah, that's right. it. Like, it's own issue. Like, it should just be one-to-one. -one. Like, someone should be able to sign an autograph and take $20 yeah. for it. Just It's, it's such is, a simple transaction. There's also this weird thing where it's like, even if you're not an athlete, if you're one of the smartest kids, like, in your high school, there's almost, we've been told our whole lives you just graduate high school and then go to college and then you just end up in student loan debt forever and now it's like even for the kids who aren't smart it's like still forcing them to go to college somehow so we can make money off them yeah yeah no it's, it's a whole college, college is very expensive i give uh my during a my day job i give tours of the city and one of my favorite things to do is tell people how much it costs to go to nyu for a semester <laughs> their heads <laughs> fucking explode it's 61 grand this year if you want to do it for one semester one semester not a year jesus wow. christ yeah but yeah it's uh i mean i don't like in the nba and nfl they have the rules where you can't go straight to professional leagues with that nba it's one year out of high school nfl three years out of high school so you have to, almost have to play in college. Like in the NBA, there's guys now doing, they'll do Europe for a year. Yeah. I think LeVar Ball's trying to start a league where it's a <laughs> semi-pro league. That's going to work. Yeah. 100% yeah. Right, right. I, right, I heard about the, the the LeVar Ball league that he was yeah. trying, like the uh, equivalent to the D-League, I guess. Yeah, or you can go straight to the D-League for a year. But in the NFL, for three years out of high school, the only way to be seen playing football is to play in college. Mm -hmm. It's like so weird that like you can... If, I mean, football, 18-year-olds are probably smaller, but it's still, like, if you're an 18-year-old and it's like, you might have a chance to get in the NFL, it's like, no, first you have to take some biology classes right. for a few years. And you have to get slammed in the head already. Yeah, yeah you have to study for, you have yeah. to do take finals. I mean, they probably don't have to take finals, to be honest. Right, yeah, they don't go to classes, those, those kids. Yeah, even, I went to SUNY Albany. And that was, it was D one, but yeah, even those kids were superheroes uh, on on campus. Like they yeah. didn't have to, they didn't have to go to any classes. I went to Stony Brook, and it was the same thing. Like D one, but it was D one double A. Right. Um, and it was we weren't that big in sports, but I remember taking a class one time, like to fill out requirements. Not even one, like just one that you would need to take in a certain like category of class. And I saw a bunch of players from the football team in there, and me and my roommate were like, yeah, we picked the right class here. If they're in it, it's going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. That's a good strategy, though. Yeah. That is a great strategy. Uh, but yeah, Patrick, you went to SUNY Albany. Growing, You grew up in Staten Island, right? Mm -hmm. 
What was what was the first? Was it Yankees? All like your childhood, like first game you ever went to? Was it all Yankees? Uh, in terms of sports, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Yan- Yankees and Giants were. I was huge into the 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 football with the Giants. Yeah. What was um, the first sporting event you ever went to? Uh, Yankees. Yankees. Ninety eight. Do you remember what? Do you remember the game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ramiro Mendoza was starting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he. I started to chant, "Let's go, Ramiro!" as a seven-year-old. I was, I, I was well ahead of my time. And everyone else joined in on the chant. Uh no, they all killed me. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, they all beat. The, they all beat the shit out of me. It was really, no, they're like, we don't like him. No, uh, Ramiro Mendoza. I uh, remember that yeah, name. Oh uh, yeah, he was. He was really good. He was. Uh, for the for the team, for that because team. of how good those Yankees teams were, there are guys who like kind of slip beneath the cracks where you don't remember how good they were. If they weren't any other team, you would have been like that was one of their best players. But we had like just Scott Brocious was another guy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he he was awesome in '98. He had like a 300 batting average and he was batting ninth. Yeah, uh, with the <laughs> that's crazy. He had a he had a um a big home run in a couple of World Series in um. I think it was I know in the Padres World Series in '98 he had I think it was a walk off home run or yeah, he was a, a go ahead he was run. World Series MVP in, yeah in '98 against the Padres yeah, yeah. and then in the uh, Diamondback Series he had another big home run yeah he was awesome yeah <laughs> he, he, he was awesome he he played four seasons with the Yankees and the Yankees made the World Series every season he played with them. That's insane. Yeah, that's yeah, a good way to be remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Every year he was with us, he made it to the World Series. Right. Yeah. What do you, do you have a favorite sports memory? Uh, Is it Yankees or Giants, or do you have one of each? Uh, Yankees and Giants are. Uh, so, so the way I think about it, actually, what that makes you think of is how into a into a sport I've gotten. Yeah. And it's Yankees and Giants are definitely tied for first. What else was tied for first is the 2010 Olympics, uh, the hockey. Yes, uh, the the hockey team that the, the USA hockey team that made it to the gold medal round. That was when Sidney Crosby got the game winning goal in yeah, overtime. I was yeah. in, I was Canada that. though, right? I was insane. Huh? Canada won that. Yeah, Canada. Canada won. Yeah. It was U.S. versus Canada overtime. Yeah, and I Sydney remember Crosby that. Got U.S. versus Canada. Yeah, overtime. And to get it to overtime, U.S. had to hit a goal with like two seconds left. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it, it was it was right. It at was the Zach Parise. He was a devil at the yep. time. Yeah, yep. I love Olympic hockey. Yeah, because the rink is smaller and they're slamming into each other a little bit more. And yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's it's awesome. But yeah, I was it was I was my freshman year of college, and everybody got into the Olympic hockey for yeah. this period of time. It was the most I've ever gotten. It was the most I've ever gotten into a sport tied for you know with the Yankees yeah. and Giants. But I mean, but still, it was just yeah. As, just Olympic as hockey and playoff hockey in general, I think, is the most fun of any sport to watch. Yeah, like even like you were saying, first round of the NBA playoffs is always kind of lackluster. First round of the NHL playoffs is insane. Right. The Lightning like, getting knocked out as a first seed. The that couple, was the, that last was... year. Tampa Bay Lightning had, like, I think the third best record of all time regular season and got swept yeah. in the first round. Now, I love hockey playoffs. Hockey yeah. playoffs is awesome. Like where They're just constantly going like it's the last period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the, the first two periods are like the third period. The third period is like it's overtime. overtime. Yeah. And then overtime. When it goes to overtime. They're going insane yeah. in the playoffs if, if it yeah. goes into overtime. It's, they're skating so fast, so yeah. hard. It's, it was one game last year. I pro- I've mentioned it at least once or twice already on the podcast. It's one of my favorite games I ever watched. It was San Jose Sharks versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And the Sharks were down three games to one in the series. Come back and force a game seven. And in game seven, they're down three to nothing in the third period. And there's a cross-check penalty against Vegas. Five-minute major, which means if you score on the power play, it doesn't matter. It's still five minutes with the man down. And San Jose scores four goals in that five minutes. <laughs> takes a four to three lead. With a minute left, Vegas scores to tie to four and it goes to overtime. It's like 18 minutes into overtime, yeah. San Jose scores and advances. Wow. That was one of the most insane games I've ever seen. That's pretty awesome. There's also been a few, I think, four times in hockey as a team, a team's come back from being down 3-0 in a series. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's happened more there than anywhere else for sure. Yeah, yeah, because as more than any other sport, one game, it doesn't get affected by the last game. Like, yeah. You know, it's just like, yep, just get ready. Yeah, get ready for another game. Wrap up. Yeah, I was just reading a book um, uh, where they were talking about the miracle on ice and uh, how Jim Craig, the goalie, talked about playing the Russian team. Well, because also, I mean, the U.S. and it was supposed to be amateur athletes only in um, college sport in uh, Olympic sports, uh-huh. uh, but only the U.S. and Canada really followed that. Every European team had guys making money, uh-huh. um, and the Russians especially. They those guys were getting paid. And they also had been like a team together for 15 years, 
where like the U.S. team was just a bunch of college kids put together. It's kind of ragtag. Yeah, but mm. and the Russian style of hockey was so like pass the puck, open ice, team oriented. Um, it was different than the NHL where it was kind of just like one guy with the puck and everyone focused on that. Um, Wayne Gretzky actually kind of brought that style into the NHL, and then everyone was cool with it because it was the Gretzky style, not the Russian style. Yeah. <laughs> but before Gretzky, no one wanted to do it because no one wanted to be like the Russians. But, yeah, Jim Craig said that it felt like playing an entire game each period. So he would change out of his pads and shower in between each period to act like it was a different game when they played Russia. Wow. Yeah. The, the, I love the, – the 1980 team, was that, that was so cool. Yeah. I, I, I used to watch this documentary on HBO – uh, all the time uh, on them. It was that's that's one of the most incredible things that's ever happened. Yeah, that's an in probably maybe the best story in sports history. Yeah, and I remember thinking like when the Giants beat the Patriots yeah. in in, uh, in two thousand seven, uh, the eighteen and zero Patriots. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like it was on level or it was up there with the level of uh, of upset. Uh-huh. The, yeah, the, the difference though is that instead of an entire state city being behind a team yeah an entire country yeah was behind the usa team and it was also in a bunch of players who were not professional players right oh yeah (laughs) and and it was during the cold war yeah it was like that's the other thing it's like the rivalry of all rivalries was already set up like yeah yeah you had like even in the movie miracle you've got like they're showing stuff on the news people holding up signs like get the puck out of afghanistan and then the players just like we just want to play hockey we got enough we got enough on our plate having to play the soviets who've won the last four gold medals right uh but yeah the 2000 there was also the 2014 olympics was i think u.s versus canada was women's hockey Mm -hmm. and i remember that being one of the craziest games i ever saw when i first turned it on I didn't even like. I didn't even realize it was the women playing because it just looks like hockey. Yeah. I was just like, it's a lot of Swedish people. Maybe they all have long hair. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but well, yeah, the, that yeah. Women's Olympic hockey is always funny because the tournament they shouldn't even play it. It should just do U.S. and Canada. They're they're the finals every single year. I remember last yeah. last Olympics, the semifinal USA China in the first period. It's eight nothing America, and I was yeah. like, what? Why are we even doing this? Yeah, <laughs> like, we I should just play what, Canada. I forget what the game was. It was like Sweden versus. Like I don't know, maybe like Japan, uh, Olympic female hockey. Yeah, and I, and I forget who I said this to. It was a comedian who I said I've never been so sure I could beat a professional athlete at a sport. Oh no, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, obviously, that's an exaggeration. Yeah, but they were so slow. It was incredible how 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 bad at hockey they were. But my point was more just how dramatically better the top two teams are right, than everybody right. else. US like and USA Canada, and Canada yeah. are so much better, and it's yeah. so obvious that. Like, and the men's the other- hockey is pretty. Cause this is Finland's. Really good. Sweden's really good. Czech mm-hmm. Republic is really good. Yeah, well, really you look at the NHL, and and they and there's plenty of players from all around yeah. the world in the NHL. They're probably going to be the first team American league to expand to Europe, I think. Well, that kind of reminds the baseball tournaments for around the world are starting to go qualifying for the Olympics because they're going to do baseball in the Tokyo Olympics. Oh, they are. Yeah. I haven't yeah. heard about that. And uh, they're kind of doing this preliminary tour. They're doing it like the World Cup, basically. You have different matches, and Israel just secured themselves a spot. The Israeli yeah. national baseball team is going to get to be in the yeah the smaller you don't hear a lot about in the majors guys coming from Israel because like obviously yeah. you got the Venezuela you got the Puerto Rico or Cuba yeah. or wherever I mean they're usually general managers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they going to let major leaguers into the Olympics? I don't know. I think it's going to. I haven't. I actually have no idea about. It what would I don't think so. Yeah, they, they it would, never, de- they would they probably be a lot past, of college yeah. or maybe yeah. guys it who just de- retired. Exactly. Or, yeah. I think it depend on when it is. If it's during the season, I don't think they'll do it. America never really competes in the World Baseball Classic very much for that kind of same reason. Yeah. Or anything. Well, like, they they're in it. Like it's all. Well, ma- I mean, like competitive. Yeah, 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 Like well, they're always out. Yeah. The Netherlands won it. Like I think the first year or second year they ever had the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. I think the Japan's Netherlands- always great in those. Yeah. In those mm-hmm. uh, uh, Puerto Rico is always great. Uh, Dominican Republic is insane. Yeah. yeah. They get to play baseball without milk cartons on their hands as right, gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't the clips like Mariano Rivera, pictures of him when he's a kid, and they actually like make baseball gloves out of milk cartons? Yeah, once in my Spanish class in high school, my teacher was like a big baseball fan, and we played, um, like, he called it Mariano Rivera style baseball, like in Panama. He had us get boxes and like t shirts and duct tape. We like rolled up the shirts, duct taped it into a ball. Turn the boxes into gloves. We had a stick. We like went outside and tried to play like that. The yeah. idea that someone could learn to play real baseball starting like that is unbelievable. Yeah, like and you, the he already had clo- it. The greatest closer of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he already had it in his blood. It's like those stories yeah. where like someone handed Jimi Hendrix a guitar and he was just like, like he yeah. obviously would have done it no matter what. 
I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a perfect it's a perfect storm because that, that's what they talk about with Tiger Woods is that his father was this great golf coach who really rode him to become a great golfer, but also it was Tiger Woods. You know? uh, so, so but, some, but but he needed both. Like you need to to become that great. Or like yeah. how Michael Phelps has those friggin' duck feet or whatever it is. His right. feet yeah. are like well, crazy. That, yeah, long. well that's a physical thing. He he's uh I I love talking about Michael Phelps. That guy <laughs> he's he he his he was ridiculously built uh, for mm-hmm. for his particular sport. Yeah, and his diet was always the one that people would love to bring up. That his Olympic like 6, diet was calories unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it was like more like ten thousand calories. Ten thousand calories. Yeah. yeah, there was. Um, I heard a thing about Phil Esposito, who's uh, one of the best scorers in hockey history. When he was a kid, he didn't like make a junior league team or something. And his uncle was like a business owner who just like bought his own hockey league. And then had Phil Esposito in there, and it's and he ended up being one of the best players ever. But it's like, how many players are there out there who just didn't have an uncle that was rich? Yeah, absolutely. That could have ended up being the best players in their sport. Right. What? No, it's just like that other thing. I bet there's so many people who are like, I am the best, but all I needed was someone to give me sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. To- well, well, you think about well, Tom Brady is you know he's playing this deep into his into his life. And it's like they say that it's because of the diet that he's on, and I I believe it. I think mm-hmm. that if you I think if you put Peyton Manning on uh, on the type of lifestyle that that Tom Brady's on, I think what he, is his diet? He's like a super vegan, like where he doesn't oh. eat he eats he doesn't eat anything that could be considered bad for you. Like he's just con- he has except dick. Perfect- Except for Dick, yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah, well, that's, Pey- that's Peyton's sitting there like, <laughs> Peyton's half a bottle of Jack Deep with Papa John. Like, yeah, just exactly. sitting there, like, yeah. He's eating pizza, like an entire pie and stuff. Well, yeah. Tom Brady's also not in like amazing shape if you look at him. Uh, As opposed to other football players. Yeah, athletes. like he's not Jack. He's not jacked. Yeah. But, but he's supposedly like a, a specimen. Yeah, he's yeah. super healthy. Yeah. Yeah. That's not no yeah. toxins in in, in no it to- at all. Yeah, but I remember there was one uh, uh, show where he chugged a beer and he did it in like he did it like in a second. Like yeah, because oh, just, do you see the thing at um, yeah. at the Milwaukee Bucks game where like David Bakhtiari, offensive lineman for the Packers, camera goes to him and he chugs a beer in a second, and then they put the camera over to Aaron Rodgers and he's like sipping, trying to chug but <laughs> yeah. can't do it. Yeah. That's pretty. They uh, at what was it? Kendall Jenner was at the Ranger game, and they cut to her on the jumbotron, and she chugged a Stella Artois, and the, you could hear in the crowd, everybody has no idea how to feel about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wow, okay. And then it cuts to the lead singer Papa Roach, and everyone went, because it's rain, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. the garden. Yeah. Kendall Jenner at a hockey game? Hey. I mean, it's... It's Gotta buy something. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Hockey's, hockey's not very like mainstream, and I feel like if it did become mainstream, it would be less enjoyable. Yeah. Well, the the one thing uh, when when women get into sports, I have at least in New York, it seems like they this get really start. into the Rangers. Like, they, they, oh, really? that is yeah, that's what that's what I, that's what mm-hmm. I've noticed is that when they're actually into a sport, when they know a sport, not just oh yeah, that's that's cool, I like watching that. When they know a sport, it's hockey i've noticed that too yeah, yeah. i know a lot of female hockey fans more yeah. than more so than baseball more than anything else or... yeah they know they're like big on fantasy football a lot of the time uh-huh. yes. like that. yeah but, and then and i know plenty who are actually fans of those sports yeah. but the most i've seen is hockey i know a lot of girls that are into basketball also yeah yeah, oh, yeah there's, they're, they're, well, i mean there are people are into everything but, but i mean I, no, I, because basketball is also like very culturally like you can be into bas you could be into lebron james and not know anything about basketball i think what it is there too is just in general hockey fans are into hockey right more yes. than a lot yes. of other people yeah, yeah. are into like you don't, they and don't it has a small town feel hockey like what, what whatever hockey team you're into is it, even in new york in new york no team has that real small town feel yeah, where you're like oh yeah everyone's a this fan you know the, yeah. yeah the islanders have uh, if you go into long island at least right. in the city, it's very rangers. and even the Rangers. There's like a feeling of that, like where it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, everyone's a Rangers fan. You know, yeah, there's that feeling with with hockey more than any other sport, at least in New York. Yeah, and I'm from Northern New Jersey. The Devils have that 100. percent Like yeah. if you go down into that, it's it's everywhere. It's, yeah. it's the Devils really have a presence in Newark. College right. sports has that also, I think. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and there's another, no and, college sports in New York. Yeah, and other towns. There's that's plenty. Like in in Buffalo, mm-hmm. on when the Bills are playing on Sunday yeah. in Buffalo, it's 
it's Billstown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's just what it is. They're I've been throwing just, each other through tables yeah. in the parking lot Pe- people before are parking games. People people's lawns and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's all. It's only Bills. Like the only thing that's happening that day is the Bills. I remember when they uh, the Giants were playing the Packers in the NFC Championship once. They did like a live walk through of Green Bay, and it might as well have been the apocalypse. There wasn't a car <laughs> on the street. They yeah. might have, they turned the traffic lights off. I think. I think right. they were just like, we're good for the night. We're, we're inside the stadium or our houses watching the game or a bar watching the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when there's, um, yeah, and like, uh, especially when TV first kind of came out, there was Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday night. More than half of the TVs in the country were watching Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. Where that, I mean, the Super Bowl does get a ton of people watching in America, I feel. Like, That's less and less every year, get. though. People seem to, like, kind of, it's so much more of a social event than anyone actually cares about who wins the game now. Yeah. Yeah. If the Cowboys were ever in the Super Bowl, I don't know if I would go to a Super Bowl party. I go to a party. That is not fun. Being in a social event where you care about the game is the worst. (laughs) It's no fun at all. In 07, I watched with just my family, and that was the way it needed to be. It needed to just be that. But then in 2011, when the Giants Giants won, I I went to a party because I was in school. I was in college. So 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 I went to a party for that, and I was like, if they don't win this game, I'm, I'm not going to be friends with all, any of these people. Yes! <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> yes. It's not fun. No, I'm like, yeah, I can't. I need to leave, and they'll never see me ever again. If, if they lose this game. I was the Super Bowl. I mean, one thing if it was a playoff game. Like, the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, I was shaking. I, I, yeah. I was, so I was uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm in Vegas with my family, and the ALCS is going on. And we're, there's multiple times, two different times, I got up and left a restaurant because – there were Astro fans near us, and every time they got a hit, they were standing up and clapping. And I was like, I, yeah. I'm going to throw something. I'm leaving this restaurant. I need to remove myself right. now. I can't. I, I, I was actually listening to one of the shows uh, that, that, you, that you guys uh, did previously, and, Anthony, you were talking about that that like period of time before you, where you're trying to not let people know uh-huh. how much pain you're in, uh-huh. where yeah. you're like, Watching the game, ten minutes of watching like a really bad moment, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm dying inside." (laughs) I like, and everybody just keeps being like, "Oh, so oh man, did you see that?" Like, yes, I saw it. I saw every second of it. I know exactly what happened. (laughs) I know why it happened. I know what went wrong. Oh, they're getting the ball back. They probably still have like a pretty good chance, right? And you're sitting there like, "There's a three percent chance of them winning." Like, you know that? I'm seeing red. I'm just like, "Oh my god, they're gonna lose." Yeah, someone yeah. says something very tame, and you flip the table. Yeah, it's, it's never <laughs> yeah. like a. Yeah. Never. Like, it ain't over till it's over. You motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. Don't you quote Yogi? Don't, <laughs> don't quote Yogi when the Yankees are losing. <laughs> What's that? Actually, I wonder how many of the Yogi quotes are really real. Uh, yeah. For, it ain't over my... till it's over. Seems like other people had said it before. Uh. Oh no, yeah. It's Yogi. That's yeah, your, yeah. There was the one. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. I feel like that's a some lot. of those. Some of those ones. The ones that are specifically about baseball. Yeah, I think I'm like, yeah, Yogi. That's that's ninety percent like of the game is half mental. Right. That's, that's great. That's so absurd. It had to be Yogi. Yeah. <laughs> that's the. Right. Why steal that? Yeah. <laughs> so before we wrap up, final segment we do, we call it Stupid Questions with Dave. Our producer, Dave, doesn't know anything about sports, and they say there's no such things as stupid questions. We like to prove that wrong here. So, Dave, based on our conversation so far, do you have any questions? Well, first of all, what does it feel like to know I'm the Dolphins fan from Florida? What does it feel like to know that all, all it takes is playing my team to realize that you have a chance in the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Dolphins. Dolphins more so this year have revealed people that don't have a chance because if you right. lose to them, yeah, the ba- <laughs> did they beat the Bengals, I think, because the Bengals, Bengals are, are still over. Bengals as are far still over yeah, yeah. eleven. Well, they beat the Jets. They beat and, the Jets. And, like, yeah. so, so that's why, yeah, these next two games should be really easy for the Jets. Yeah, but who knows? The Jets stink at times. Yeah, literally like clockwork. I will flip on what like the first Dolphin game of the season and watch an interception and be like, we'll, we'll be better next year. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I can't do it. Um, the other question I have was, didn't the NBA allow their players to play in the Olympics in the mid-90s? I remember there was like mm. a dream team. Yes, yep. that was, so the dream team was the first time they ever allowed it, which is why it was known as the dream team. There was one college player, Christian Leitner was on the team. Right. Who ended up not doing much in the NBA? He was like a role player for years. Yeah, one of Duke's most famous yeah. alums, though. Uh, but yeah, the uh, they NHL still, they still do the the NBA. Yeah. the NBA plays in the Olympics. The mm-hmm. NBA still does because so. it's it's in the summer, so it's in the off season. 
season. Right. So, so it doesn't happen during the schedule. The NHL, a couple times, they would allow all. They took like a two week break during the season and allowed NHL players to play in the Olympics. The last in 2018, they didn't anymore. So wouldn't the MLB be able to? I mean, would there it be depends if it's during the. It de- it's a thing between like the players' union and owners. They would right. decide if it's Summer Olympics. It'll be during baseball season. They'll decide whether they're okay having the MLB take a two-week break. I would be. Imagine that if you had the prime lineups from yeah. every country in a tournament. Holy shit, that yeah. would be the coolest thing yeah. ever. Especially I would for the Olympics. Yeah, stop stop the league for two weeks. I don't care. Make it two weeks longer. The, long pro- the problem with that is like when, when hockey would take the two-week break, it would extend the finals into mid-June. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you do that for the MLB, it extends the World Series into mid-November. Yeah, which is way too. It, it gets really cold. Or you could pull it back though. You could start two weeks earlier in the Olympic years. Right. And yeah. Then you start. Right. Yeah. That'd sure. probably be the better way to do it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, Patrick Haggerty comedy is my Instagram. I guess you could go there. Uh, I've lots of. Uh, the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival is a festival that uh, I produce every September with some guys from Staten Island. It's a lot of fun. I've done it the last two years. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. And it's kind of building up steam, so it, it should be pretty cool next year. And over the course of the year, other than that, we produce lots of shows on Staten Island. Uh, so it's 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 picking up steam. Yeah, and I then, think uh, yeah. December twenty first is Project Comedy Mayhem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the next uh, Muscle Fest Project Comedy Mayhem. So So that... <laughs> Uh, that's part of that's one of the uh, more ridiculous shows that we do. But yeah, so that's coming up, and then there's a bunch of other shows that that I'm uh, producing as well coming up, uh, and then. Yeah, uh, for that, that's that's it for right now. <laughs> Very nice. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Real Matt Marin. Every Sunday night at the Sand Comedy Club is Comedy Fight Club. Uh, I won't be there the next two weeks. I'm going on vacation, but our spirit animal Justin Lanza is hosting. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Comedy Fight NYC Weekly Roast Battle Show. And uh, also, yeah, roasting at Project Comedy Mayhem in Staten Island, December 21st. It's a character roast battle. I'm once again representing the Jews. And uh, who am I roasting? I don't even remember who I'm roasting. Good question. Uh, oh, uh, uh, the New Year's baby. The New Year's baby. I'm the Jews versus the New Year's baby. Classic rivalry. I've done a few. I've done the Jews versus Mel Gibson there. I've roasted Easter. I've roasted America on the 4th of July. It's oh, always yeah. a lot of fun. It's December 21st at, uh, is it at Rusty's? Yeah, Rusty's. Rusty's yeah. Tavern in Staten Island. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm on Twitter at AnthonyPass94. Uh, stand up all over. If you go to a comedy club that's like south of 24th Street, you might see me more likely in the bar than on stage, but I'll be there. So <laughs> <laughs> if you, uh, yeah, that's, if you want to see me, that's what to do. Uh, I'm on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening.